0: Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones and I am here with George Mays, and it's
1: text-driven Tuesday time. It is not text-driven Tuesday time, Jay Jones. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: I guess you shouldn't. You shouldn't uh, just go into robot mode when you're doing the intro and start thinking about uh, your uh, podcast stuff already. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's free for all Friday.
1: <laughs> off to a great start. We're off to a
0: great start. I got all prepared, and George is like, I got all these videos for you,
1: and now I'm wondering if we're ever even going to get into it. <laughs> uh, we were talking about how we don't like doing the intro and outro, mm-hmm. and then you and you do that. <laughs> Well, you know,
0: I said, you know, it's just like something you just have to do. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody in here anyways,
1: likes to do it. Yeah. We need to get Larry to do it. Mm-hmm. We need to record Larry. Not just rec- just record him doing it and then we can just play the recording.
0: There we go. I like it. <laughs> I'm down. It's two against one, Larry. <laughs> 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 We uh well today we were we're going to do I guess if we get around to it irresistible grace. That's the plan anyway, right? And I and if we don't it's not going to be my fault today cuz I don't I didn't bring anything, I'll own that. I didn't bring any videos.
1: But apparently you found some good videos for all of us. I don't know. I mean, Larry was asking if I brought anything good and I said I, I don't know if it's good, but <laughs> I brought some stuff. I brought some stuff. I've seen some
0: crazy stuff this week. Yeah. And I just was like, you know what? I don't have the energy to even get involved. (laughs) (laughs) I just scrolled through, and I mean, like, some of this stuff, I'm like, how do you, do other people have, like, do they have, like, regular jobs? You ever wonder? Like, Den Hollander's trying to take down Mm J-Mac now, and, like, do you have a job? Because you just wrote, like, a 10,000-word diatribe. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you ever see the tweet threads? Mm Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's more than four, like I'm done.
1: But this one was like forty-four. Well, there's a whole story behind that. I don't know if we want to get into that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It starts with a uh, a gospel coalition article. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it just goes from there. I don't know if we that's want to talk what, about that. <laughs> that's how we.
0: That's how she got there. Mm-hmm. She bridged that gap. Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't know if we want to talk about I don't know, I don't I know was, if we want to talk about that
1: article. <laughs> probably
0: not. Probably not. People know yeah. what that is probably. If you haven't yeah. heard of the article that came out last week. They might not be able to
1: read it now though. Is no, it? Oh, Gospel Gospel Coalition took it took it off. Oh yeah. Somebody yeah, said it. has gone. Oh, it's be, it's out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty rough. It was like I wouldn't uh, how could you describe this article? It's like as if, if it was taking the it it was taking the metaphor of marriage and the gospel to... Places that it shouldn't go. Shouldn't go. It'd be like if Mark Driscoll it was taking the typology of like Song of Solomon yeah, yeah. too far.
0: That's what I was gonna say. It'd be like if Mark Driscoll took his sermon series. Oh goodness. And yeah, then, yeah, but then was, instead yeah. of having other intellectuals write his books, he actually wrote his own book mm-hmm. in an academic setting. That's what this article was. Yeah. That fits, right? Because yes. we all know we all know Driscoll wasn't cranking all those books out. Right. That was his co-author. Mm-hmm. But he did, I think, crank out all those weird sermons. Yeah. And this, sorry, right. the article might have been worse. I this don't is know. Right.
1: This article was pretty rough. Yeah. It, but it was part of a. Okay. So I mean, if well, we're going to ta- talk about, it, let's talk my, about. It. So there was an article. Well, hang on a second. All in right, my okay.
0: view, it's it's a good explanation. Like, if you want to know what is Alexandrian view of interpretation,
1: mm-hmm. just the that's allegory, a tour that's a tour allergy. de force of it right there. So Josh Butler was. A fellow he used at this Keller Institute that the Gospel Coalition has just launched like a month ago. Sounds like it. And he wrote a book on marriage, and this blog post was part of one of the chapters in that book. Was he a regular contributor to the? Yes, it's. I I don't know. I mean, it's so new. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But this article was. making a comparison between the sexual relationship within marriage and the relationship between Jesus and the church. And on the surface, there is, I think, a connection because marriage is a picture pointing to Jesus and the church. Right. But he was pushing the analogy into places that we shouldn't go.
0: Yeah, he was very creative he was, about allegorical yeah, interpretations. He was, he, was ta- he
1: was talking about he was talking about Christ in the church in ways in which were inappropriate. Was inappropriate, yeah. Is so he- there and th- so there was there was pushback. Right, saw some pretty funny memes. Right, I mean that's that's our that's our political commentary nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Gospel Coalition said uh, they pulled the article. And instead, they posted a a page that said, um, This is, uh, this is, uh, this was um, uh, out of context, not good. Here's a link to the whole chapter. You can read it here. Right. And people were like, That doesn't make it better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, what happened is what always happens they cancel the guy. So, the Gospel Coalition is the one that posted this guy's stuff. But now, since they're being criticized, mm-hmm. they scrub the article, scrub that page, and he resigns, and he was set to speak at different gospel coalition conferences. He's gone. Like he's it's, so, it's, it's like it's like they have erased him from existence. <clears throat> what? And and yes, what he wrote was unwise and inappropriate, but the gospel coalition's response to it was Typical evangelical nonsense. Yeah, uh huh. That's true. Now Kevin DeYoung wrote a good article. Did you read Kevin DeYoung's huh. article? No, he, he posted it yesterday, and it was it was a good article. So he was he was, yes, this was bad. How do we respond to this? Uh-huh. And I th- I thought that he Kevin DeYoung usually does a pretty good job of. Uh, being level-headed, right? And um, he's a so pretty he balanced did, he did a person. Good job, but, but making the leap, um, Rachel Den Hollander found a a quote from MacArthur that was, um, I don't know, men men do rescue women out of loneliness, and and uh, they provide for them, mm-hmm. which in two thousand years of church history would not be a controversial statement. Right. But Rachel Den Hollander takes it as oppres- oppressive and misogynistic and down with the patriarchy. And yeah,
0: along and with that. the same uh, uh, kind of spirit as the really bad article. Right. She tried to equate the two. Uh, right. Yeah, and she's now trying to provide evidence of that mm-hmm. uh, continuously. And one of them, so I took some screenshots of this because I, you know, I figure when I try to find it, I won't be able to find it on here. Mm-hmm. But – she had, she had tweeted out uh, to take note of this close relationship between Bill Gothard and IBLP during the Gothard era, which explicitly taught a high rigid view of a husband as mediator and purveyor of God's will and blessings to his wife. So she tries to make this connection. Uh, and Phil, Go- Phil Johnson, as only Phil Johnson can do, has a great response. He says, MacArthur never supported Gothard, which Phil Johnson's knows every single, like everything about his life, mm. MacArthur's life. He's like documented it at all. Um, he never supported Gothard. They met one time in the 1970s, I think. They offered stark, they differed starkly on the issue of divorce. And I believe their one meeting was at Gothard's behest because he wanted to try to persuade MacArthur that the Bible forfi- forbids divorce in all cases. MacArthur tells a funny story about that, that Gothard showed him some Canadian geese and explained that birds in that species mate for life. If God made these birds so that their marriage is always permanent, why would he have a lower standard for humans? So MacArthur asked Gothard, what do you think of Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4? What would it mean if there were no Canadian geese? (laughs) So MacArthur trolled him hardcore, in other words. Yeah. But Den Hollander's trying to make this connection, right. and she's just slandering people. She's saying I have evidence; they were best buddies, and <laughs> that he was a hundred percent on board with Gothard's whatever. Yeah. And it's not even there. Mm. That's where we are today. Yeah, and people will believe her. Mm-hmm. They'll believe her over over Johnson because they they'll believe what they want to believe whenever yeah. things like this is happening. You know, so.
1: Well, uh, speaking of women, uh, Wednesday was International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Did you celebrate with your wife, Jay? Yeah, we we had a
0: big big party big at our party. house. Yeah, celebrating such a special time, yeah. such a special day. Um, it's right up there with, uh, you know, we put it right up there with President's Day. It's a big mm-hmm. day in our house too. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, Flag Day. Yep.
1: Um. I mean, in all seriousness, we are blessed by great women. Yeah, godly women.
0: But we se- here's the thing about Christian men: we just celebrate our women every day. <clears throat> yeah, we don't need a special day. Um, so, like so that, that's how you that's, win
1: points. That's huh?
0: <laughs> that's how you win major points.
1: I think pointing out that you're winning points is also the way that you lose points. Let's but see, that. I let's see. Here's so an you're, extra points. So
0: you're, Extra points is that I've always made Angie laugh, so now extra extra points oh, she nice. listens. She listens, oh, and she's no nice. doubt smiling and laughing.
1: No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Double points for me. All right. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Um, so, <laughs> so Wednesday was International Women's Day, um, and uh, so the uh, the White House hosted a. Uh, international women of courage award ceremony so of course jill biden uh, you don't even have to tell me what happened jill biden who's hosting this of course of course i you of don't course. have to tell me stop. stop no no we gotta watch the video he, did, he gave
0: it to a man all
1: right did that, he give it to a yeah, man just ruined it yeah ruined it yeah, i ruined know okay line. all right let's watch the video i never would have guessed that let's watch, let's watch the video never
0: Oh, my gosh. Look at all these mentally I ill people there. on stage.
2: In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of Look these at those challenges, hands. she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI+. Plus
0: that LGBT woman could palm two basketballs at the same time because it's a man because it's man. a man yeah
1: because, because it's a man it's a man, yeah. man all right so um <laughs> international women of courage award goes to a man a man who can yeah. dunk a basketball a yeah yeah that was a man because of course of course of course they did <laughs> of course on international women's day they um, would celebrate a man <laughs> yeah imagine imagine you meet this uh this man posing
0: as a woman She's like, hi, George. And you go and shake her hand, his, his, her hand. And she's like giving you the old uh, handshake from like the Braveheart days. Cause her, cause her hand is so big and engulfs your whole hand and she's holding your forearm. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, perhaps this is not a woman.
1: (laughs) Perhaps it's a man, man. Yeah. (laughs) I just saw that last night and I was. Hey. I mean, wait, wait! I mean, what? What do we even say to it anymore? It's just—it's just become so. It's become so commonplace that anytime there is any celebration of women, they are going to highlight a man. Well, I think we just start calling them out as women haters. Yeah,
0: like you are anti woman. Mm. You are a woman hater. You yeah. don't want women to be women. Real, like, you want to say a man can be a woman? That like you're insane. Yeah. Let's just start calling them insane. You're insane. You hate women. <laughs> And real real women, you don't even want real women doing real women stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want real women having babies. Like, you're anti-woman
1: all the way around. You know, I wasn't going to show this video, but since you bring it up, <laughs> we might as well. <laughs> Why not? Why, Why not, not Jay? Why not? Why not? Is it? Why not? Well, it's, uh, I don't even know his name. It's the guy who is just the absolute worst. Um transgender whatever the the uh one who works for the administration um yeah i think so
0: is it the young the young person oh the
1: one who's documenting his days yeah i'm trying to trying to okay um and okay so this is a terrible video because this guy it's a guy Mm -hmm. pretending to be a woman and He's doing things that if a real woman were to do it, the left will lose their minds and act like this is degrading. This is not what a woman is supposed to be. But here's a guy dressed like a woman mm-hmm. pretending like I'm discovering all this girl stuff. And everyone's supposed to celebrate him. Mm-hmm. Look at this nonsense. Okay. All right.
2: Day 359 of being a girl and I'm here with Christian Siriano. We're talking day 365 gowns. Gowns. And while I love this one and I love the red Grammys dress, done it. What are you thinking for day 365? I just want only everything pink. Pink. pink, pink bubblegum pink, Audrey, glamour. Dramatic, let's go look. <laughs> Loving what I'm seeing. Pink? 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 Yeah. I think you might be onto something. Pink. Now. You'll find out on day
1: 365 at the show on Monday. I love you. Damn the world, dude. There you go. If an actual woman was like, I love pink, the the left would be like, you are a slave to the patriarchy. Uh But if a dude dresses up like a woman and is like, I love pink, they're like, oh, a a real woman. It's, it's just nonsense. It's just absolute insanity. The real, <laughs> Absolute insanity. <laughs> I'm
0: waiting for this day, day 450 of being a woman. I'm going to change a diaper that exploded out the back of a child, <laughs> the back of a baby. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The real test of a real woman, right? This is 100%. This is like as good as genetic testing, right, to check for chromosomes. Um, I mean, you got the old school Crocodile Dundee test that you used to be able to do. Mm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Well, seen that movie. What, yeah, I know what you're talking you can't about. can't do that anymore. So the new test that's I propose is change a baby's diaper without throwing up in your mouth for the first time. A woman can do that stone cold like it's nothing, like she's smelling roses. Now, a man tries to do that, he throws up in his mouth several times. It's 100% fact. As good as chromosomal testing, George. <laughs> and you know it. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yep. Julia can Julia can change dirty diapers, mm-hmm. and she's a pro. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta get out of this house.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the first, the first right, the first time you ever have a baby. Uh, it's the first one, and it's like a woman's just impervious to it. And you're like, like, like you're throwing up. You're like, oh, that came out of a person, you know? It's all over their back and smeared up the wall. You know what I mean? It's the it happens. This is real life, and men are not equipped by God to handle that. Like I can handle blood, you know, an accident, you know, whatever. <clears throat> the baby stuff, dude. No, no. Just this is just undeniable evidence of the design.
1: It's right there. It's all around. So, if we have anyone still listening, <laughs> no, no. See after that after that vivid description <laughs> the world's gone that crazy that they need the real
0: explanation like they, they, they need the real stuff like that george yeah it's stuff that cannot be denied yeah. well you ready to get into this well i still got some stuff you still got stuff i still got stuff or is this just gonna be a uh fun day uh, a free maybe, f- maybe free for all fun day we'll we'll maybe. hold uh maybe. have to hold the irresistible grace I till I next time s- i will see We'll see, okay, we'll see. We'll I'm, see okay. We, I'm okay I mean, that, we'll see i'm okay with that george i'm okay with that you know we we'll all see. need we've gone through some stuff lately we have gone we through got, some stuff maybe we just need a day to have fun maybe well i've got something We should have brought a, a storm
1: soda i've in got, here, got shouldn't we yeah
0: and i forgot my surprise i got a surprise for you i keep forgetting to bring it oh, really? for free for all right next time okay okay what you got what else you got in there
1: uh <clears throat> Here's an article. I'm gonna butcher this name, so you might as well just put it up on the screen so everyone can try to butcher mm. it themselves. Meet Mwalimu Mualim, Yesu Watangarin, mm. who believes uh he's the real Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, he's in Kenya. So this is the Jesus Christ of Kenya. Mm. Right there he is, right there with his with his disciples. Um <clears throat> He's uh, he's based in Mongoma. I don't know if that's how you say it. I don't know. And I apologize if anyone's from uh, from Kenya. I apologize for butchering this. <laughs> he alleges that God gave him the name in order to fulfill his mission. There he is, right there. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, he. Uh, He has his own church. He has 12 disciples. Their names are in accordance to the descendants of Jacob. He chose them himself, and they help him run the church. The church has two stages. You have to repent first and remove your shoes in a separate room before entering the church. Um, They believe in these prophecies. Uh, He has a wife and eight children. He believes he got permission from the scriptures, the wife of the lamb. I don't know. Um, His wife supports him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Funny, I came across his miracle. He turned water into tea. (laughs) <laughs> that's a lame miracle dude. that is a lame miracle I, yeah i do
0: that miracle <laughs> like at least a couple times a week in my house yeah i turn water into mm-hmm. tea i put i put these leaves in it yeah it's a pretty crazy thing happens when you put te- these leaves in the hot water yeah it makes tea yeah someone um, call that a a, a a miracle i suppose it's
1: a miracle yeah uh, but that's not the that's not the funny part. I wanted to show. I was just this is just background information. This uh, this guy claims to be Jesus, and he's in Kenya. And uh, man who claims to be Jesus runs to police after his followers vowed to crucify him. What, George?
0: I was not expecting that twist. What? What? <laughs>
1: Things went downhill quick. For yeah, uh, Kenyan pastor has run to the police after he allegedly received information that his followers were planning to crucify him on Good Friday. According to local reports in Kenya, the man of God raised an alarm, stating that the members of his, follow- uh, members of his followers have vowed to crucify him during this year's Easter, just as was done to Jesus. Right, uh, the self-proclaimed Jesus Christ is quoted to have told the police that he overheard the residents of Mangomo uh, uh, Mangoma. I, again, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even know why I tried to to correct myself, uh, saying that he must be crucified during Easter the same way Jesus was crucified. Uh, I was gathered that members of the community assured the man of God that if he is truly the Messiah, he will resurrect on the third day and go to heaven after the crucifixion, so he should not worry at all. It backfired on him. It did, yeah, yeah, it did. Hmm. Who would have? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But yeah. I
0: already admit. met, remember when uh, that one guy, that one version of uh, delusional Jesus mm-hmm. responded to our TikTok? You remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Did we show his crazy video? I think we did. Yeah, I think so. Oh. <clears throat> A lot of these counterfeits around. Mm-hmm. What else you got in your? Little I had trick another ride?
1: article about him, but I, I lost it somewhere. Did I'm you run out sure of what, material? No, no, no. I got, you got, I got more. I got something else for you. What me, else okay. happened this week? And I, it, well, this is just a this is just a random video that. I I, I got a question. Uh huh.
0: What what's going on in the SBC this week? I have not even paid attention at all, and I was just wondering if you had, because they have their meeting right? Aren't they meeting right now? I don't think so. Okay, so it's but it's coming soon. Then, because I've I've seen a few things about it's it. It's the summer. Okay. It'll be like June or July. Okay. Why am I? Why do I keep seeing all the stuff for it then? Like they're meeting. I don't know. Uh, I think they're gearing up for a big fight or something. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm.
1: No, I haven't seen anything. Okay. Sorry.
0: Uh, it's the uh, the whole uh, guidepost uh, mm-hmm. stuff where they have like that third party like, uh-huh. that legal
1: group. There, i Man- mean that i mean that, that's been a, that, i mean that's an ongoing fight because guidepost the organization um supports the homosexuality right and you know during during uh, you know pride pride month or mm-hmm. whatever when is that june right July? i don't know they they had their on twitter they posted the rainbow flag and everything Mm -hmm. and people are like why why are we having this organization um this third party trying to hold the sbc accountable for its sexual morals Mm -hmm. when their sexual (laughs) their sexual morals are contrary to what the sbc claims to believe Mm -hmm. yeah and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of um shenanigans Uh, you know Bart Barber, he he posts stuff and he made this ridiculous this ridiculous statement that he has it on good authority. He's got evidence that the only thing that Guidestone has actively donated to is police organizations. <laughs> it's like there's there's actual like receipts that they support homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Like why are you why are you making these outlandish claims? Yeah. I just just own up to it and mm-hmm. say, Yeah, they, they do, but we still trust them as an organization. I mean, yeah. I would say that's that's nonsense too, but at least they're don't, gonna don't try to don't try to throw out these lies. They're gonna be, um, I guess, maintaining the some
0: list of people that have been what they say call credibly credibly accused. Mm-hmm. So credibly accused. So it gets into a lot of things about um are you guilty before you're proven guilty? Mm-hmm. That seems to be the way that they're going, you know. Innocent yeah. until proven guilty should be the way that it goes. But right. if there's a credible accusation, mm-hmm. then you're automatically assumed guilty. Right. So that people who are non believers who support the LGBTQ movement mm-hmm. would be maintaining this database. Yeah. And so it just seems a recipe for an absolute catastrophic meltdown mm-hmm.
1: so there's there's gonna be a big fight over that in oh, this, yeah. this summer yeah I wasn't going to bring this up but I, I I remember we we did not talk about this um last week when it was still fresh on people's minds but we can talk about what it was now. It? well the the uh, the credentials committee of the SBC they ousted some churches oh, that's right. for women pastors yeah, yeah and one of them was saddleback mm-hmm they they uh, they deemed Saddleback to not be in friendly cooperation with the SBC because they ordained women as pastors. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of the shenanigans that most most SBC churches do. Right, you know, children's minister. Yeah, children's children's minister. director. What is children's? minister? Like, what is minister? Okay. Minister. What do you <laughs> it's mean? like okay. Um, we all know what's going on here, but the but Saddleback actually ordained them as pastors. Yeah, they, they actually called them pastors. Right. So the Credentials Committee, um, they they said they're not in friendly cooperation with the SBC. And um, this was Rick Warren's response. This is his response right here. He tweeted this out. Friends worldwide, I'm so touched by your love. K and I love you back. We'll respond to hashtag SBC in our time and way through direct channels. Our newsletters to 600,000 church leaders, Daily Hope Radio Broadcast, 1 million PDC alumni pastors list, 11 million social media followers, Luke 23, 43. <laughs> I love the, uh, I love this was, uh, this was uh, someone, someone, tweeted that response and this was their response this was their tweet at the end of this pragmatic rant warren even lists the scripture he co-wrote with luke (laughs) (laughs) that's great
0: page master that's pretty funny yeah (laughs) oh man
1: it's a weird verse for him to to put and i don't know what exactly is going on i 2343?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's probably some, I mean, I don't follow Rick Warren on Twitter, so he, there may be other context to that, but just by itself, it's like, that's a weird verse for you to put there. But you can see that uh, he's really heartbroken over, over this. Mm Uh. He cites his one million, one million uh, number again. Mm-hmm. All the pastors that he strained. Yeah, and he's got all those, uh, those more than all the seminaries combined. He's Jay. got all the uh, social
0: media followers too. <laughs> That's evidence of faithfulness.
1: Yeah, yeah. I bet he's. I'll, I'm sure he's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not doubling up on those numbers.
0: Yeah, he's got way more numbers than that.
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, measure of faithfulness is your number of your Twitter followers. Uh-huh. I'm doing pretty bad, George. How about you? I don't. I don't
1: even know. I haven't been to my actual George, Twitter page in a long time. George,
0: listen to me. Okay? I probably got when I tell six. you what the Bible says, George. Uh huh. You listen, because I have 194 <laughs> Twitter followers. Oh yeah. I don't even. All right. I know it's a little short of a million, but you know. I've got 20. <laughs> Rick Warren had a
1: 20. <laughs> then you know the least about the Bible. Right? That's right. Tw- 20 yeah, followers listen, means you have no credibility. Don't listen to me. Yeah. Uh, I never post anything on Twitter. Why would anyone want to follow me? I only have a Twitter account so I can find ridiculous stuff like this for our amusement. Let's
0: see. I'm going to find out how many Kanye West has. Is he still, or did he get deleted from Twitter? Did they delete him from Twitter over his I last... That, thought, oh, they did. I thought they... He got yeah, taken down. I thought down. they took him out. He took. They did. They took him down. Yeah. Um, okay, so
1: Rick Warren has how many? Uh, he, well, he says he has 11 million social media followers. Okay. So that would be Twitter, right. Facebook, probably Instagram. Well, just on Twitter, Joel Osteen's got 10 million. Okay.
0: So I guess he... Is also super credible. That's a lot of followers, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I can't believe he would quote that. Uh, he would put that. Like, really? What? You can't. You can't believe that he would well, do
1: that. That's what. That's exactly what he did. I. I know in
0: person. I'm just saying. I still can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. he did it in person. I can't believe he did it now. Yeah. Um, posting numbers to boast of yourself. Right. Like there are going to be a lot of people when they get to the kingdom. That they find out that they didn't, they don't have any rewards left.
1: There's no, there's no, you know what I mean? Mention of Christ, there's no mention of God. There's no, it's all we've got. All this stuff, so we can do all of the. We'll respond in our time and our way through direct channels. Uh-huh. What's worse is you've got you've got people like um, disgraced southwestern president Adam Greenway tweeting just this rant about how the SBC shouldn't have done this because if you're going to start ousting people for how they interpret the, the Baptist faith and message in this regard, then well, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people interpret it in a Calvinistic way. Well, are we going to start going after people for their, their Arminian understanding of the Baptist faith and message, which is ridiculous because there's a wide difference between interpreting something that was left i think intentionally vague Mm -hmm. big umbrella right and a specific statement that says uh the office of pastor is relegated to to men only Mm -hmm. there's a big difference you can't misunderstand you can't misunderstand what that says right
0: it's not (laughs) one that needs a lot of interpretation You need
1: a PhD to make it say what it doesn't say. And again, Saddleback did not... They didn't play gymnastics with the office of pastor. They ordained women as pastors, Mm -hmm. not as children's director, Mm -hmm. as pastors. Yeah. I don't know how they're structured, but it seems like they're elders in the church. Yeah.
0: You know, the... uh, if the SBC were going to be consistent and actually start booting out the churches that don't actually subscribe and follow the Baptist Faith and Message two thousand, yeah. they would have to do without their like last five presidents. I've said that before. Yeah, I mean Bart Barber, he has an actual congregational church, but all of the like the rest before <laughs> him, um, they have the um, the Episcopal. What's the Episcopal model of governance called? Is it Episcopal? Is it just Episcopal? <laughs> yeah, it's, there you it's go. The
1: Episcopal. I was trying to think of the it's the Episcopal it's form a, of government. That's what they have. Yeah, they've yeah. got. They've got. Um, so Episcopal is just the word for bishop. Yeah. And so they've got like a bishop over a group of churches. Yeah. So it's so Rick Warren would be the bishop, and you've got all their uh uh-huh, their, their satellite. satellite churches. Yeah, it's the it's. The Episcopal model, Life Church is, is the prime example well, yeah. of the Episcopalian model. But that, but they keep would say that
0: they're. Well, I don't even know if they'd say they're Baptist, but J D Greer's church would say they're Baptist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: but they have an Episcopalian. Yeah. Whereas Baptist are historically congregational.
0: Yeah, yeah. So each church is autonomous and has, uh, in that autonomy, they don't have an external authority right. controlling them. Mm-hmm. So in an Episcopal model, you don't choose your pastor, and I would venture to say probably at uh, those satellite campuses, Mm -hmm. you know, you got Greer, you got Floyd, Rick Warren, uh, who are the other, Ronnie Floyd, Mm -hmm. those those satellite churches aren't picking their pastors, right? The bishop, the main guy, and his staff Mm -hmm. will pick a satellite campus pastor and install them it is the episcopal model that's exactly what they do right congregations don't pick their their uh, their guy so i had a friend in the army he was one of the few few very few uh conservative methodists left probably in america yeah and he's like i've been at this place really love it but i think they're gonna move me i'm like what are you talking about they're gonna move you they're like "Well." There's a place, a different church, church that they wanted to hopefully like kind of turn some things around with, and they're just going to tell me I have to move. Like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I just couldn't grasp it. And he's like, "Well, this is we have an authority structure. Yeah, like the congregation doesn't get to pick who their pastor is." He's like, "Nope, that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and has been. Yeah, but that's the way it is for a lot of these guys that say they're Baptist. Mm -hmm. Newsflash, they're not." All they do is at least cre- in their church well, government they're not. They do credo baptism, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of free churches mm. do. Congregational churches, what a lot of non-denominational churches mm. are Baptist. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they. I mean, they're not following the the BFM. They've stopped a long time ago. Yeah, but they won't boot those guys out. No. So they need to maybe practice some consistency. I agree with the booting of Rick Warren out, uh, but I also would agree that if you're going to be consistent, maybe you ought to start taking a closer look at those satellite churches because they they get all they have all the power. They send a billion messengers, mm-hmm. and you got these little churches. You know, this little country church. How many
1: messengers can we send? One. Yeah. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Um, I did not. I didn't save any of this. But uh, I read that uh, I don't know a few years ago um, Al Mohler went on the record saying that there are no Southern Baptist churches that ordain women as pastors. Oh yeah, I remember him saying that stuff. I don't. I don't know if it was like a radio broadcast or so. I, I don't. I don't remember where he said this, but he said no, no he, that the evidence that we don't really need to you know act on this is that. Southern Baptist churches as a whole are not ordaining women as pastors. Mm-hmm. Well, some people did some research. Oh, yeah. And apparently there's like uh, over 100 churches that have senior pastors as women in the SBC. That's bizarre.
0: That's very strange. mm I wonder if those are like the duly affiliated Maybe uh CBF. Could be. now there's some of those in the Missouri area. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to some of my friends talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very odd. Very odd. Mm-hmm.
1: Where do you want to go now? I've got know. I've got another video. What do you got? But it's it's just a random video I, I came across and I thought you would enjoy it. I should have see, I should have saved my stuff now because
0: we're not gonna get to it to the irresistible grace now we're 40 minutes in almost um <laughs> sorry everybody well sometimes That's we my just bad. Uh, sometimes we just have a free for all like a real free for all mm-hmm. or we just whatever yeah what do you got
1: i saw a quote from uh from some I, I don't even know who he was he said that if a if a church doesn't have a deliverance ministry then they're just a demon daycare <laughs>
0: Do you ever wonder, like, how do how do you end up with the... Uh, well, I think I know that the obvious answer is people don't read their Bible ever, but uh, that would include many pastors, I think. How do you end up with that bad of theology that you think Christians can be possessed by demons? Like, how can your theology be that bad, mm-hmm. right? That you don't understand that you're indwelt by the Trinity, he's the most powerful of all the strong men. Right. How are you going to bind the strongest in the universe? Infinite strength... You got to bind the strong man before you can kick him out of the house so you can get in his house. Yeah. Um, how how you do that, George? I don't know. They believe in some real powerful demons, I guess. Yeah. And they believe God is pretty weak.
1: Well, I've got this video. I don't even know. I don't know where I found this, Jay. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> But I I thought George, you would I you thought find, you would enjoy Were you it. on
0: the dark web trading cryptocurrency and then you stumbled across this? I
1: can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but I I watched this. The video itself is pretty eh. It's the ending that I thought you would enjoy. Okay. All right. All right. Um I don't know how this is going to pop up. So I'm going to I'll click on it and see okay. how it go, but is the, is the sound turned up? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's still up.
2: Every unclean spirit, come on, come out, come out of the mouth. Everything goes. I command every witchcraft spirit to unwrap too. I bind the spirit of Leviathan and I command you to go to the abyss now. Leave. Unwrap in the name of Jesus.
1: Out! Out!
2: Unwrap. Nope, you're not going to twist internal. them. You're not going to twist and them. Come out. There it goes. Come out all the way. There we go. Holy Ghost, fill every area of his temple right now. Mm. Pray in the Holy Spirit with me. Say, say this, say Jesus. Jesus. Baptize me in your fire. Baptize me in your fire. Open up your mouth. Come on, on. (laughs) (laughs) keep (laughs) going, keep going, (laughs) keep going. that's it. Look, come here. Angel, fill Fill What does that feel like to you? It's cold, it's ice cold. Wow. See, that's how you know you got something gets delivered. Got the, gets delivered.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> ice cold hands. That's I thought how you, you know. would enjoy that, Jade, because I, I just wanted to testify. <laughs> George has ice cold hands. That's how we know, George. You've that's been delivered. You, that's how you know that you've been delivered. Uh-huh. When you have ice cold hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd think it'd be the opposite, right? You'd think so. I mean, they're going to be, warm, is, gonna be fill, filled with fire. Yeah, yeah. Be, be warm. yeah be filled with fire of these hands, They're ice cold. How do you get Dude. to how do you get to that? If anything, you should be like, this guy's still got some demons in him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think he was
1: expecting to say they're warm. I,
0: and then he had to, he <laughs> he to
1: improvised he just went with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I I thought you would enjoy that. Uh, it's a did. random video. I, I, I don't that. know.
0: It's... They see now that you've watched that video, you're gonna keep getting fed those <laughs> yeah, that's I how that so. I hope so <laughs> that's how that algorithm works man yeah I hope so hey how how does that spirit of Leviathan keep getting out of the pit that's my question I, don't know. I keep seeing these people like bind the spirit of Leviathan and send him to the pit but mm-hmm. somehow he keeps he just, getting getting out he keeps getting back out they need to they need to lock that door mm-hmm. they put a lock on that sucker yeah he's pretty crafty like a lock pick or something he's he keeps getting out mm-hmm Keeps coming after, yeah. It's a good thing these guys are around though, because they know how to get him out. Yeah, <laughs> dude. People actually fall for this stuff though. Yeah, yeah and they, they just t- give them give them their money. Just give, just take my money right now. Mm. Crazy, huh? <clears throat> you think we mm-hmm. could, maybe we come up with some type of a scam, huh? Yeah, probably. If you come to our church, here's
1: a promise that uh, we'll we we'll, we'll here it is, Jay. Here it is. If you come to our <laughs> church and you and you sow sow a seed of faith, tens and twenties, please. <laughs> I will lay I will lay my ice cold hands on you, and you know from my ice cold hands. That it's the anointing. That's it. That's the anointing. Mm-hmm. All right. So Christ Fellowship Church Deliverance Ministry. Bishop Bishop George Mays's ice cold mm-hmm.
0: hands. There you go. <laughs> come that? come get that? the blessing. Can we, can we market that? Come get the blessing. Somebody would come for it. If we put it in the shi- and the,
1: shi- the shivering. The shivering in my office. Yeah. That's the that's the Holy Ghost.
0: Yep. That's, that's right. That's why you that's why you're always so cold in there. That's why you gotta have a space heater. Yeah. (laughs) You got too much of a blessing. Now you can never get warm again. I got the double.
1: I got the double anointing. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, (laughs) crazy man. Did you see Andy Stanley apologizing to to non-Christians?
0: Yeah, I did. I think I I did. Yes, I did see that. Did you have
1: that video? I've got that video.
0: Oh, well, you can go ahead and pull that video up, George, and let's talk about that. Okay. Here we go. Maybe. There we go. Oh. If you come to our church, here's what I promise you. We'll deliver you from limp-wristed preaching like well, Andy Stanley. I don't know what. Here we go. <laughs> There's my promise, George. Come to our church. We'll deliver you from limp-wristed Oops. preaching.
1: What is happening here? Where's huh? the, you, that's don't a good, it, you don't have it turned up, man. That's a good promise, right?
0: Are you tired of limp-wristed preachers like Andy Stanley? Yeah. Then just come to our church and come to our deliverance ministry. Mm-hmm. Deliver you from weakness and yeah. weak preaching. I've
1: actually got two videos from Andy Stanley. Well, isn't he just a... This one, and they both came out this week. I Well, this one says November 8th. But I've just been seeing it make its rounds. Um, I've got this one, and then he spoke at Dallas Theological Seminary. Did you see yeah, that video? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. that was that was a doozy. Yeah. So I've got both of those videos. It's always a warning
0: it. though. you should always take note before you show this video. Like <clears throat> so, if the preacher gets up and he looks like he's going to pitch to you the next version of iPhone, mm-hmm. like you, what you do is you just turn around, you do an about face, and then you just leave.
1: Deliver yourself. You
0: deliver yourself. All right, let's see it. All right. What version's coming out next? Okay, here we go.
2: For two minutes, to those of you who are not Christians or not Jesus followers, or maybe you used to be and you got away, and, or maybe you're part of a different religion or a different faith system. And I really want to apologize. If one of us Christians um, has, attempted, has attempted to impose one of our Christian rules on you, I'm sorry. Um, you know, anyone who said, but the Bible says, or Jesus said, or God, you know, and they, they, they just try to impose one of their, our, our Christian rules on you. I just want you to know, I am so sorry. How you choose to live your life is really none of our business. In fact, you're, if you aren't really a Bible person, you're gonna, I'm <coughs> gonna show you a verse that you've never seen before that you're gonna love this. This is a, for sure one verse that you're gonna agree with in the Bible. And And I hate to admit this in front of a lot of Christians, but a lot of us have never seen or read this verse either. The apostle Paul, who again wrote half the New Testament, or about half the New Testament, in the first, this, this is some of the most ancient Christian literature. In fact, this is the earliest of his books. This was before the Gospels, and he's writing to some Christians and he's telling them how to behave in a culture where they are the minority and everybody else, you know, they just don't buy it. You know, they just reject it. Maybe like you do. And here's, here's what he said to them. And if we had been doing this all along, chances are you would not have been offended by one of us. So this is completely on us, but this is what he said. You're gonna love this. He said, make it your ambition. That is, you need to focus. This is a big deal front and center every single day. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and you should mind your own business. You're like, that's not in the Bible. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes on to say, you should mind your own business and work with your own hands and take care of your own family. Just, you know, just do your thing. Why? So that your daily life may may win the respect of outsiders. Where did we get the idea? Stay with me. Where did we get the idea that somehow we are to impose our rules, our family rules on people who don't even want to be in our family? We got it all wrong. We got it backwards.
0: Get around to it.
2: The rules are for family. Rules are for family. So, Christians, let's mind our own business. And for those of you who've been offended by us because we didn't, I'm sorry. We got it wrong. But one last Mm. thing. While the rules don't apply to you, God's love definitely applies to you. In fact, Mm. He loves you as if you were already in the family and related to Him. So his invitation to relationship is a standing invitation. An invitation accepted not through promises to do better. An invitation that's simply accepted by acknowledging what he has already done for you.
0: The only thing he got right was like the last five words. <laughs> that's it. The last yeah. five words. Yeah. You. So Andy Stanley, you know, I was looking at him and I couldn't help but think like, He kind of looks like if Andy from Toy Story became a human being Mm -hmm. and then like maybe lived a rough life and got into a little bit of meth and then ended up cleaning up and becoming a preacher, Mm. Andy Stanley, tell me it doesn't work. Huh? Write the screenplay. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you,
1: man. Um,
0: Mind your own business though George Mind Mind your your own business business.
1: Where did we get it in our heads That we should be Telling others How to live Christian rules I think his problem is that he's treating Christianity like one religion I I think I think that he might Be more of a universalist Yeah, I think think so He hasn't come out and said that But if he came out and said I believe that Christianity is just one path to God I you wouldn't, wouldn't be, be surprised at all because mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's acting like here's these Christian rules for the Christian religion but if you're outside of that if you're in another if you're in another you know faith faith group or whatever he called it, these rules don't apply to you mm-hmm. and what he's doing is he is he is divorcing Christianity from uh, just reality in general like these these rules these Christian rules, they're not just rules for this religion. We're saying you live in God's world. He's king, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. These 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 commands are for everyone. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, he likes that we have imposed many of Christianity's rules. Mm-hmm. I think everybody likes that, right? Yeah. Like we we don't uh, we don't just allow people to be to murder someone when they get mad. Yeah. Like that's an imposition of Christian rules.
1: Mm-hmm. Murder is a bad. Like stealing, that's bad too. Slander—you can't, can't just break into Andy Stanley's yeah. house and, like, you can't bear false. Stuff.
0: You can't bear false witness. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't slander or libel somebody. It's in our court systems. Yeah. I mean, why should we impose those? Those are our rules. Why should we impose those on other people? Mm-hmm. Who gives us the right to? I mean, some people maybe it's in their belief system that slandering people is actually good. Mm-hmm. Lying is good. Bearing false witness, how dare we? It's it's just certain rules. It's the rules that Andy Stanley tells you are the good ones. Seq-
1: like, the sexual ethic, yeah. That, that's that's what that's it. That that's exact. That's exactly what that's at the heart of his <clears throat> his whole thing is where we are offending. We're offending the the homosexuals.
0: See, listen, it's a heap, but he'll he'll kind of. He'll kind of pretend, or, or he will camouflage himself as this like benevolent freedom person. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the people that are always undermining God's word and making making them they make themselves the one who can actually tell you the real way. Mm-hmm. Um, those people are the ones who control. Yeah. So the Catholic Church didn't want people to read the Bible. Why? Because they wanted to control them. Mm-hmm. And now Andy Stanley undermines the Bible all the time because if you undermine the Bible so much, right? And then people go, well, how how can I understand this? I can't understand that. I need the great man to tell me. Mm. And the great man, of course, is Andy Stanley. He's the one who will tell you what the real way to follow Christ is, because
1: um, you definitely can't take that Bible and read it and find it for yourself. Um, I have this other video, but it's just him speaking at Dallas Theological Seminary. I don't. It's, it doesn't seem like it's a chapel service. I don't know if this is like a lecture series or I don't know. Is he a graduate is he a graduate of there or they just thought it'd be a good
0: idea to have probably have him
1: probably he, he he strikes me as a DTS guy I would think so yeah. um but it, the we don't have to watch the video the the whole um the the gist of it is we do not need to tether our beliefs to the Bible we tether it to the resurrection mm-hmm. that's yeah the, he keeps that's, saying that. that's the gist of it Woody
0: not Andy. Andy's the
1: boy. Woody. Oh Woody. Now, oh, okay. Now oh, i You okay. see it now. All right. All right. It's Woody okay. as right. a human. Okay. I gotcha. He could play a live action. He could. Live action Woody. Okay. Woody <laughs> had a rough life. Became a preacher. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the verse that he used Go ahead. To, to You got to, to open? Um yeah. Yeah. First Thessalonians chapter mm-hmm. four. Um Verses eleven and twelve, but we got to we got to back up. Um, I'll start at verse nine. First uh, Thessalonians 4, verses 9 through 12. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another, for that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. hmm uh-huh. All right, so he's taking that he's taking those verses and he's saying Christians should just keep to themselves and not try to impose the Christian faith or our rules on anyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not what the that's not what this that's not what this yeah. passage is about. Right. It's not about that at all. Yeah. Um
0: there's other there's other passages that he might have could have tried to make his case better. From, but that, that one doesn't. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Well, with he's ta-
1: he's ta- so what he's doing is he's he's taking the mind your own affairs, mind Portion. your own business. He's yeah. taking that phrase to mean in every area of life, mm-hmm. and that's not what Paul is talking about. Right? Paul is talking about busybodies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's talking about gossips. <clears throat> People that are trying to get into everyone's business mm-hmm. in their everyday affairs, but he's not talking about evangelizing, right? Why? How can Andy Stanley even do evangelism? He can't. And that's why I, I. That's why again i I what think is, I think he's a closet universalist. Yeah. Um. I mean, you're not, you you're, calls- not gonna, you're not going to hear Andy Stanley ever talk about hell. You're never going to hear him talk about judgment. Ever. Um, so, so how can you even do evangelism without saying, look, the way you're living is contrary to God's law. You are in rebellion against God. You're under God's, God's condemnation and his wrath. Unless you turn, repent, mm-hmm. and come to Christ, you will perish. That would be contrary to Andy Stanley's interpretation of this verse. You can't, because you're getting into other people's business. What they're doing is none of your business. Mm -hmm. How do you even evangelize?
0: Well, I don't think they're concerned with that uh, because evangelism for them is the church event. Mm -hmm. The gathering on the Lord's day Mm -hmm. for them isn't church. Like they don't, they don't do historically Christian things there. You know, it's like a, it's a big rock concert show. Um, they don't, uh, there's definitely not a lot of prayer going on, Yeah. right? The Christian things, reading, public reading of scripture. Mm-hmm. It's rock concert show, motivational speech. So church, the church event for them is the evangelism or other events that they plan, and uh, conversion to Christ means conversion to a more healthy way of living. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he's selling. Yeah. Like he's selling something. He's selling what he believes to be a more healthy way to live in the world. Um, I remember seeing, uh, when I was doing a church planning track early on, I had to, to go uh, watch and write about a church service. And the pastor was, it was Andy Stanley model type church. Mm. And he gave this invitation to Jesus, uh, to come to Jesus at the end, and people walk down the aisle. I don't know if Andy Stanley still does at his church or not. I doubt that he does. Any altar calls, but he may. Anyway, the people were coming, and like, you know, two or three people came. And I was just asking myself, nothing in this entire church service even talked about the gospel at all mm-hmm. or your need to repent of and come to Christ, like repent of your sin. Christ died for sinners. There was nothing like that. And so I'm just wondering, like, what are they coming for? Right. Except Jesus for what? Mm-hmm. And usually it's because they're to have a more fulfilled life, to have more purpose in life to have a, be, uh, a more healthy family, a better relationship with your children. And for some people, success. That's what it means to them is they want success, and they equate, if I live right according to God, then God will bless me. So you have all of these false conversions, because they're not conversions to Christ. Um, and that's what I think we, we see, and I don't think it's too strong of a statement to say, what we see in a lot of these churches like this is, is another, it's another religion. Because they're selling a different Christ.
1: Yeah. Well, you've got. You, so he's got the he's got that wrong interpretation of this passage, but then his what he says at the end is bad also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, you're not expected to to live by our rules, and there's there is um, I think there's a maybe a, a tiny sliver of truth to that. Like we shouldn't expect unbelievers to to act like believers, right? Like this outrage that Christians have, you know. Every, you know, every Christmas Starbucks has their, you know, their cups, and these faux Christians have uh-huh. this outrage. Ah, there's a war against Christian or against Christmas, and and all you know all this. Like we shouldn't we shouldn't have like this outrage and and act shocked because the world is acting like the world. Yeah. Yeah um but we should say Christ is king whether you like it or not and his laws are you're going to be held accountable for how you how you lived whether you like it or not like psalm 2 is a is a command for the kings of the of the nations to mm-hmm. kiss the son to bow to him to 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 give up your way of living and instead of trying to burst the bonds apart To submit to the king and live according to his rules.
0: Remember in Ephesus when they preached the gospel and people started burning their witchcraft books? Mm -hmm. And it caused a riot. Yeah. Because it upset the entire economic system of Mm -hmm. an entire city. Like that's the city (laughs) the city is Paul, mind your own business. Mind your own business. So you go you go into the Las Vegas it's the Las Vegas of paganism. Mm -hmm. All the these various gods. Think of it that way. And it was Made that way and then here comes the gospel yeah and it's dismantling a whole system yeah Paul take it easy bro yeah like we don't want to push our way of life on the Ephesians <laughs> right you know the meteor <laughs> fell from the sky here Paul yeah it's there I mean it's uh great as Artemis of the Ephesians so okay. mind your business buddy yeah we got a whole legacy here it goes back way before you yeah Paul
1: bad bad uh bad exegesis <laughs> right <laughs> like that that's the danger of taking a couple of verses out and ignoring everything else. Uh-huh. And that's what he's doing because he I mean he's already trained his his church not to it's it's so I mean he's he's a false teacher. Uh-huh. Like don't listen to Andy Stanley. He uh-huh. it, some people we can give some grace to. Andy Stanley's a false teacher. He, he's a wolf. Yeah. He's already training his his church to to not not appeal to the Bible. Yeah. But then he appeals to the Bible. Right. Yeah. Um but at the end he he says um you're not expected to live by our, you know, Christian rules, but God's God's love already applies to you as if you're already in the family. Right. And that's wrong too. Right. Like if God's love already applies to them as if they're already in the family, then what do they what do they, what need? Do they even need to do? They're already loved. They're already as loved as as believers are.
0: Well, it- <laughs> Listen, we ought to take, I don't say take pride in ourselves, but we ought to take pride in this fact, that only we alone, Christians alone, can call God our Father. Mm -hmm. Jesus gave us that, right? It's not because of us. Jesus says, no, no, you call him Father, Mm -hmm. because that's what he makes you. Right. Jesus makes you a son. And if Jesus doesn't make you a son, then you're not loved like a son. Right. And he's not your father. Mm. And only someone who literally has a spirit of Antichrist and doesn't know it would tell a non believer, You're loved like (laughs) a son when Christ you haven't even taken Christ for yourself. Because if you you, don't
1: you are in rebellion against God, you don't care about God. You Mm -hmm. you hate God. He still loves you like you're already in the family. That's not that's not Bible. That's 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 not biblical. Yeah, that's right.
0: Now, I think there is something to be said, you know, in explaining, because some people may be asking this question. Jay and George, what about 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 9, which says, "...I wrote to you in my letters not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy, or the swindlers, or the idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world." But now I am writing you to not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater or a violer or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom we are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Which there's not not a chance in the world that Andy Stanley would ever practice that. Right, whatever practice church discipline and purge the evil person from among the church. <laughs> oh yeah, but just that, just for the same reasons, where he wouldn't ever do church discipline, he would allow sexual morality and all kinds of th- stuff, mm. uh, drunkenness and who, whatever. They're never practicing it for the same reasons. He would also just welcome in a non-believer mm. into the congregation itself. Yeah, I believe. But what about that, George? How do we answer this question?
2: Because
0: it's pretty clear. He says, "Don't judge outsiders." Mm. Uh, judge those inside the church. And I'm not telling you don't associate with the outsiders who's a sexual immoral person or, you know, they're a lost person. I'm not even telling you not to associate with them, because then you'd have to leave the whole world. But I'm telling you not to associate with those who say they're a Christian and do these things. Mm -hmm. So people might say, well, hey, it seems as if maybe Stanley's onto something.
1: What do you think? What do you say? I mean the the context of this this chapter is there is a professing Christian who is sleeping with his father's wife, and the church is boasting about it. Mm-hmm. Look look at look at us look at our love look how look gracious at, look, look at our love. It's the Andy, they're the Andy Stanleys. Look <laughs> right, right look we we welcome everybody. That's yeah. that's what's going on it's the uh-huh. church the church he, he says you're arrogant they're they're arrogant because they're they're saying look we we welcome everybody we uh-huh. we uh we we don't we don't we exclude don't we don't yeah we don't discriminate we don't exclude and he says this isn't even tolerated among the pagans even mm. the pagans don't commit incest mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got a guy here who's a professing christian um and so he talks about church discipline yeah um you you are to exclude someone like this from mm-hmm. The, the community of of the saints until he repents because his his actions are contrary to his confession yeah and a little a little yeast will what was that
0: yeast oh I thought you said geest. geist geist <laughs> did it, am I wrong Larry did I oh, Larry well, thought so, you did too right. George well I'm so I'm so sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little leaven yeah leaven leavens the whole the whole yeah. lump right yeah um, and so d- you don't just leave. You don't leave the unrepentant in mm-hmm. the congregation because they'll they will have um an effect on the rest of the congregation. Mm-hmm. So exclude him yeah. from the church. Right.
0: You've testified about this before in your in your growing mm-hmm. up in the church. Oh yeah. yeah. How uh, the sexual
1: morality spread? Really, it spread. It, yeah, it just spreads. Yeah. If you if there's no there's no judgment on. Um, what the Old Testament would call high-handed sins, uh-huh. right, These, these, these brazen acts of immorality. Then it it's like it gives a license to everyone else. We can do whatever we want. We can right. live however we want. So he, Paul Paul's saying that. Um, so he's he's telling he's telling them the extreme nature of of judgment on a professing Christian. Mm-hmm. You are not to associate with this person. You're not even supposed to eat with, with someone like this. I think that might be an allusion to the Lord's Supper. Yeah. He's he's excluded from right. the church. But that's not how we're supposed to live amongst unbelievers, right? A, amongst the world. We're not supposed to go and live in a monastery. Yeah, then
0: you would never have any associations with anybody.
1: Then you couldn't.
0: Could never evangelize, and you could, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 because you would have separated yourself. Right. But there are some people who have taken, taken, not taken this advice and have completely removed themselves from the outside world, right? Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about like the uh, some of the Quakers and the mm-hmm. Quaker movements, mm-hmm. um, they make some really that's bomb, what the Amish do, they make right? bomb oats and they can make some really good <laughs> barns, right? They can, you want some woodwork done, call them up, but. You better not be yeah. too immoral or they may not make your table. Yeah. Because they don't have anything to do with the world. Right.
1: And that's not how we are to be. Right. So when he talks about don't judge outsiders, that's the context. The context is don't don't completely separate yourself from the world. Um but someone that professes to be a Christian and does these things, that's the person you're supposed to separate from. Yeah. It's because a- there because there is um there is a um an effect that this could have on the rest of the Christians mm-hmm. that that the unbelieving world isn't going to have that same effect on Christians
0: there's a good balance that I think you've got to try to to find um, you have to be able to befriend people that are non-believers right and not immediately be judging them. You know they shouldn't feel condemnation from you because mm. you want to become friends. Rosaria Butterfield—that's her testimony, right? She's a mm-hmm. feminist, leftist, lesbian. I think she was she married to that lady. I don't lady, know if she was married, know. but they—you know—she had this partner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her neighbor was a pastor, and he showed her like really uh, kind hospitality. Yeah. And eventually, that the, his warmness and hospitality toward her. Is what opened her up to hear mm-hmm. what he would say. But right. see, eventually he got to the place where I think Andy Stanley would not want you to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, she repented of that entire lifestyle and right. is, a, is a believer now mm-hmm. and has written some books. Um, it's really bad, bad advice, obviously. Yeah. Unbiblical. Unbiblical. A very bad anti anti Christ. Let's call it anti Christ. Oh yeah
1: if you listen to if you listen to Andy Stanley and and do what he says, then you'll perish. Yeah, like he's he is he's anti gospel because the gospel is only good news for sinners. That's right. And Andy Stanley acts like there are no sinners. <laughs> And even if there are, <laughs> what business is that of yours? Man, I'm so pumped to,
0: to get into this text for Sunday because um, I'm going to be doing um, Luke 15. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the three parables that Jesus launches into are right. in response to criticism that he receives from mm-hmm. Pharisees and the scribes yeah. that you receive. I mean, it's one of the greatest one-liners that they don't even mean to say. This man receives sinners. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, he that's does. Good. Uh, and Jesus is full aware that they are sinners, mm. and he gives these three great parables about God's disposition—that God loves to to seek after the lost and the sinner and to receive them back into into relationship with Himself. Mm. These parables are incredible. But if you don't ever get there, you're just robbing somebody of the incredible nature that. To understand that God seeks after people that are lost in sin. You don't tell them you're not a sinner. You don't need God. God's already there for you. You tell them you're a sinner, but look, God is seeking for you like somebody would seek for a lost coin. They'd turn their whole house over mm-hmm. and then when they find it, they celebrate or someone would seek after this sheep that they've lost and they would leave all the others. And then when they find it, they put him on their shoulders and carry the sheep back. It's a great picture of, you can see God's joy that mm-hmm. he's found his lost sheep. Then mm-hmm. he calls his neighbors and says, come celebrate with me. Right. You you rob all of that from somebody when you do what Andy Stanley says.
1: Andy Stanley's invitation at the end Um, It was the it was the father running and hugging the son, and ignoring (laughs) the rest the the beginning of the story. Yeah, (laughs) ignoring that the son has (laughs) recognized that he sinned against his father. Yeah, it would
0: be like Jesus started the parable one time uh, a younger son came home, (laughs) and and the the father received him. (laughs) The father received him back. (laughs) Like what? What happened? Yeah, and and the older brothers he's upset, but why? like he's upset because the father received this the son. <laughs> the most the most beautiful thing about this parable is that, like this story didn't happen, right? Uh-huh. Jesus tells a story to communicate points. Yeah. So he is framing a story to communicate truth. Mm-hmm. So the details are there because Jesus wants them there, not because he's telling you a story of something that happened out there somewhere. Right. So if he gives you this whole thing about how terrible sin is it's like wishing you could eat pig food right you're you're destitute and you're serving the, you're, you're you know you are engaged in this unclean practice of having pigs and mm-hmm. now you wish you could eat their food like that's a pretty elaborate picture of the of how of what being lost is about what being alienated from God is yeah We're just gonna, like, Thomas Jefferson that part out, I guess, right? (laughs) Take the, get the razor and chop that part out. Yeah. That's, yeah, these, these. so cultivating shrewdness, I think, is one of the things, hopefully, that's, I mean, we we laugh and we make fun of Andy Stanley, like, you know, he's Woody. Even Satan comes as an angel of light, and Mm. sometimes his messengers come like your best friend, Mm. Woody. Right? But you gotta be discerning. (laughs) like, here's a guy, he looks trustworthy, you know, Um, they've marketed everything on stage to make you want to listen as if he's credible. Uh, Hopefully they have some
1: discernment. Hopefully any real, any genuine Christian, anyone who has genuinely been born again, when they hear someone say... You don't need to worry about the Bible tells me so, right, like right? You don't. We don't need to appeal to the Bible tells me so. The Bible, the Bible could be wrong, and the resurrection is still true, right? Like he still, he still, he focuses on the resurrection. That's that is, um, and he's got a lot of assumptions behind that. But he he has told the church to unhitch from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. We don't follow the Old Testament. Um, I would hope that a genuine believer would be suspicious when someone is leading them away from the Bible.
0: hmm
1: so, Yeah. But uh, there it is. I'm tapped out, Jay. You are tapped out. You're, you I'm need tapped to... out. We looked at we looked at everything that I had. Huh.
0: Well, we're an hour 14, so we'll probably shut it down. Next time, Irresistible Grace. My, Maybe. If I had to pick one, George, <laughs> if I had to pick one that I would say, you know what, I just like that one more. Mm-hmm. Than the others, yeah, that'd be the one, really. Uh, yeah, I just, I think uh, it's, um, well, maybe it's because the good news, the gospel, functions through this call.
1: You know what I mean? So I just like it. I just this, like this. This one. is, I think, the uh, the one that gives every sinner hope. Yeah, like, I think it gives. I think it gives the the uh, the pastor or the person that's sharing the gospel that. Irresistible Grace gives us hope in mm-hmm. sharing the gospel. Yeah, for sure. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to getting into that one for sure. Yeah. Well, All maybe right. we'll get to it next time. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Here we'll we see. go. Thanks for listening today. This was, you know, hopefully you're not too disappointed we didn't get into Irresistible Grace, but we will next time. You know, sometimes we just have one of these where we talk about it everything, but we still hope you were... Uh, edified a little bit from it and all our shenanigans and, were you uh, not
1: entertained
0: yeah some it's okay to have a little entertainment right george right i mean we're we're technically not puritans right right we we still believe you can be entertained and it's not a sin um yeah what would we be we would be pretty bad puritans i guess mm. we have oh too, oh it'd be terrible puritans. we have too much fun mm. Uh, But we like their theology. We like their books. We like their theology. We just like to have too much fun. But thanks for joining today. Please like, subscribe, share. Pass along with your friends. See you next time.